Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Hey, if you have your word, jump into Genesis. If you have trouble finding Genesis, <laughs> we in trouble, okay? Uh, <laughs> It's the first one, by the way, all right? So um, don't have to go very far either. If you can't count, I'm in number three, all right? So uh, go to Genesis chapter three. I want to look at one through 10. Pretty familiar passage. We've kind of heard this before. It's nothing revelationally new there necessarily, but there's a lot of truths that are tucked in here that I want us to unpack this morning, okay? Okay. Kind of things that, that, that we can learn, that, that, that God wants to show us. I think from the very beginning, he wanted us to see this, and we can't get too far away from it. So I'm going to begin in verse 1 of Genesis 3. Now the serpent was more cunning than the beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat every tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, You may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but the fruit of the tree that's in the midst of the garden, God said, you shall not eat it, or you should should touch it, or at least you die. Verse 4, then the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took its fruit and ate. She also gave it to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig trees, fig leaves together, and they, and they made coverings for themselves. And then, and then verse 8, And they heard a sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees in the garden. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. I'm not getting into the she ate, gave it to her husband, he's wheat cheese, he should have led, and all that. I'll leave that to a marriage retreat, okay? I don't want to camp there, but I want you to see a couple things. Some things that they did right, Adam and Eve, Things that didn't do right. Things we need to em, things that we need to emulate, and things we don't need to emulate. Number one, they were in the garden. You say, well, there wasn't a lot of choices back then. True, but God had them in a garden for a specific reason. I don't know where your location is today, and I don't know how you feel about it. But I also know that a sovereign God doesn't make mistakes. I run into people sometimes, they say, man, 
so sick of this town. I'm so sick of this job. I'm so sick of these people. I'm so sick of this school. I'm so sick of this property tax out here. I'm so sick of this, sick of this. And everything in life and the way they see it, view it, hear it, touch it, how it comes to them is all filtered through that. How in the world, this side of the cross, are you ever going to sing a song if you start like that? How? James, the book of James is written to the 12 tribes scattered. Now you tell me all those tribes are having a time of their life. Some thought, we got it good. Some are like, this place is absolutely the worst area of the world. I'm just, do you understand 16 counties in the Panhandle or how different we are? Now, this side over here, better known as the Air Desert, it, it's not that pretty. East of Pampa is Eden. I'm just telling you right now, that stuff is lush and green. Got ponds, ducks are flapping, singing, geese are like, this is great, all right? Geese, you, listen. You will let a water hose run in your yard and every bird from Death Smith and Odom County be in your house like that. I'm just telling you, man, they just got to hear water running and they're coming. All right? You can see standing there with a shotgun and they're still going to be in your yard because water is a good thing. Listen to me. I don't know how you feel about your location, but I do know this. He's either sovereign or he's not. Can't have it both ways, okay? Can't have it both ways. Some of you today, and I've been where you've been before. Remember, we spent six years in Arkansas. But, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> sorry. But, but here's, that's not in my notes. So, so here, here's what I'm saying. Somebody in this room today, absolutely, 110% need to get over the location, you just need to let God go on that. You just need to let him go. And quit holding him, quit holding him hostage and telling him what he can and cannot do and where he messed up. Just let him go. Because if you let God free, you'll be free. Yeah, I'm just starting. All right, so second, listen to me. Position. Adam and Eve are in the garden. They've already messed up. They knew what they had done. And then they hear God walking. Some of us like our location. But if you're not careful, within the location, there is a position that you must consistently place yourself to hear God. And if you don't find yourself there often, you can get lean and you can get dry. I don't know what you think that your life in its average miles per gallon can handle. It's probably not as much as you think. See, I meet people today and they think a fill up about once every six months at church is going to get them done. They don't make a car like that. They don't make a soul like that. 
God made our souls the same. They got to spend time with the Father. You got to sit with the King. You got to sit with the Creator. You got to let Him pour into you in that saucer. And if your saucer, if your cup gets too full, you have a saucer in it to catch it, and you can share that which comes in the saucer with the other friends. But let me tell you something. Some of us are walking around with a Dixie cup, and we think that's enough. Ain't going to get it done. I was drinking some of these little water bottles a while ago. Had five of them because they're cute and everything, but there's just not much in them. Amen? <laughs> and it's, it's kind of dry right now, and it kind of affects the human body sometimes too. So, I'm like, so some of us like these little water bottles like this. And listen to me. I don't know how long it's been since you've been to your position, but you need to get there. And I know May can be crazy, and it can get kind of out of kelter, and your wheels wobble, and you lucky your train's on the track type thing. And sometimes we get to the end of May, and we're running on fumes, and we're about to start summer, and heat will drain you and makes people mean, even if they have the Holy Spirit in them, all right? Met some of them, all right? But you, you got to get in the right position for the Father. You say, well, I thought God's everywhere. Well, you lose that. Pack that up and mail that to somebody. Yeah, God is everywhere. But if you're not intentional, he won't be intentional. If you don't care enough to put yourself in a position and ask him to speak, why should he? You're so busy, you're not going to hear anyway. So where is your position? Are you sitting in the position? And let me say this. When you sit, let me show you like this. When you sit with the Father, and you say, God, I, I need a word. I need you to speak to me in this time. Quiet my life, quiet my mind, quiet my eyes. I just need you to hear from you. And he begins to speak and you're seated, do you understand that you can stand when you're seated? See, some of y'all, that, that, y'all didn't get that. When you're seated, seated, and God speaks, and he shows you you, do you know why you're seated? You can stand. You can do this. No, nah, I ain't doing that. That's not me. It's her. It's him. It's those kids. It's this. It's that. It's you. And what we can do while we're seated, and we can bow up and stiff arm and stand at God. You're better off not even sitting. When you're seated with the Father, and you want him to speak, and he does speak, you better receive that because that is nourishment. And if you reject nourishment, you run the risk of dying. Listen to me. If you're on life support, you want them to leave them hooked up. If you pull them off too early, not good. Don't pull it. So when you see where else he is, Adam and Eve are in the garden. And look at the time that it is. It's in the cool of the day. Now, I know I'm talking to some morning people, and I'm talking to some people that aren't morning people. <laughs> that amen came from your worship leader, right? <laughs> Listen to me. 
Matthew 6, 33 says this. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And all these things will be added to you. First things first. I sit with a lot of guys at lunches and breakfasts and things. The men that I find that are consistently walking with the Lord faithfully do it first thing. The ones that tried to add God at the end of the day struggle. Because something happens between the end of the day when you want to add God, it's called life. And sometimes life just crowds out a good intention of adding God. It's kind of like working out. How many of you try to do the afternoon, evening workout? That always derails. It sputters. If you're serious about dropping the pounds, you better get up before the rooster does and get that done so that all the other chickens that get out of the house, you ain't worried about, okay? Because all that other stuff's going to come. If you try to add it at the end, it's probably not going to happen because you're going to be so tired you don't want to do it anyway. The cool today is the only time it's going to be cool in the next three months. You ought to just go ahead and get up with it, all right? And, and just sit on the porch with a cup of coffee in, in the cool of the day, sit with the Father. I want you to go to Psalm real quick. Go to Psalms real quick. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Green pastures is the nourishment that the Lord will give you. Some of us today need that. Some of us need to steal quiet waters because life's crazy. But all of us in the house need to have our souls restored. You're going to find that in the cool of the day if you sit with the Father. I used to tell teenagers when I was teaching them that, that we need, they didn't want to get up. Okay, that's just the deal. But I said, some of you will have a much better day and your teachers will appreciate it if you see the face of Jesus before you see their faces. It will help you when you see their face. All right? So if you want to be like Jesus and wear that cool little band with them, you know, saying on it, won't you be like Jesus and sit with Jesus before you go try to be like Jesus? Because most of the time, if you're not sitting with Jesus, you don't even know how to be like Jesus. So how about you sit with Jesus, go be Jesus to people that don't want you to be with Jesus or care about Jesus, and then they really will see Jesus. So if you're not a morning person, I get it. But you ought to try the cool today. Pretty sweet time. And sit with the Father. You see, also, when they heard God coming, they what? They freaked out. They panicked. We do that sometimes. All right. I want you to see what else, what, what else happened in that text. So they heard God coming, 
And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. I want you to see something. I, here's a question I asked myself when I was putting this together. They heard God coming. They knew it was him. And they hid themselves in the trees. So I wrote down, hey, Jeff, what are your trees today? What are my trees? My schedule, my busy week, my this, my that. What's keeping me from having an encounter with the Lord? What's keeping me from his presence? They hid themselves in what they knew is their life and their covering at that point. We sometimes can hide ourselves in our own little world of busyness and schedule from what we need the most. And that's God and his presence. I love the fact that they had an encounter, James 4, 7, and 8. Go there real quick and read that. Go to James real fast. James 4, 7, and 8. Therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Look at the responsibility. Who first? Us. Me. Me. I submit to God. I draw near to him. He, he, listen to me. God's in the garden, walking around in the garden. He knows who he's after. There's not a long list at this point, all right? It's not that he doesn't know where they're at. He's God. He knows where they're at. He doesn't ask, where are you? Because he needs a little help, okay? He knows where you are right now, too, and he knows what you need. He knows better than you know what you need, but everything you need is where? With him. And what you really need and only need is him. But you're chasing everything and hiding from him in your own trees because you don't want to face what you know you need to face, even though you love him. There's a statement that goes like this. I say what I think, and I do what I believe. I've been guilty of giving wonderful lip service. But if you followed my doing to what I really believe, they didn't match. Nothing better than a teenager that gives you all the right answers but never has behavior to back it. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Your yes, sirs are really polite, but I see nothing out of that. I need less polite words and more polite doing it's kind of what you want to say to him my granddad called it tool shed moment that's kind of where he took the yes sir and changed the vocabulary just a tad bit but but you see what i mean we know what to do sometimes but we don't do it what we need to do is match adam and eve yes they hid themselves from the trees god's walking in the cool today he has, they have an encounter with the Father. And what does he do in that encounter? Well, it says that they heard God. We need to hear God. How long has it been since you've heard God? 
heard God. I want you to go quickly to John 16. John 16, 13. John 16, 13. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Does God speak? Yes. Through the Holy Spirit? Yes. Does he, can you hear it? Yes. If you're positioned correctly and if you're listening. I'll end with this. What's beautiful about this encounter is that Adam and Eve are in this garden called Eden. They make a boo-boo. God knows the boo-boo, and he seeks them out in the cool today to have an encounter with them. I said that if you went on the east side of the panhandle, it's a little greener than it is on the west side, true, on some parts of the west side, especially here. But I want you to understand something. You can appear... You can appear to be very nourished, but really starving. Case in point, you know, we have about seven pots that are located at some entrances at our church. Two of them sit on this south side right here. Each one of these pots have lines that are connected to the pop-ups that are in the, in the grass, and there's a black line or black... Uh, hose or whatever that runs up to them and they've got emitters to them so when i run when we run the grass or sprinklers come on in the grass the emitters come on and water the plants that are in the pots because nobody thinks about watering the pots and at the tree i mean at the church and they all die so this is a good way to keep keep them pretty so the other day i'm driving i went to get them with some gas got the mail came down the road when i went down the 19th go to my house i noticed those two pots one, mm, it looked lush. The other one did not appear as lush. So I'm like, what's up with that pot? So I get to church today, and I go into that room, and I get this big blue bucket, and I put it in the sink. I start putting water in it. Mark said, what, what are you doing? I said, I'm putting water in a bucket. No, I'm smart enough to figure that out. I mean, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I got a pot out here that... So this plant not looking right. How do you, how you know that? I said, well, I drove by the other day and uh, looked up there, and that one just don't look right. What? I thought they had admitters to them. I said, they do. So I, I, so I said, but hey, let me show you something. So I went out there. I took him out there while it's filling up. And I said, you see that line going to that one? Mm-hmm. See that line going to that one? Both look the same, right? Mm-hmm. From the appearance, I, they look both the same, right? I said, Tap that line right there. So he goes down there and goes. Our little friend, the weed eater man on Friday, he all. That's a great weed eating right there. That's a good. My boss loved that. I don't like it because you just whacked the emitter. (laughs) So though it appeared to be connected, you know what he did? He stuck it back in the ground. Wasn't even stuck it in the ground. Hey, that would have been like that all summer. Them things turned brown. The other one would have been eating over there. All right? But, but here's the deal. It appeared to look like the other, but they didn't match. And I knew it driving by. You know what Mark said when he got up? He said, 
Only the gardener would know that. He says he is the gardener. Doesn't he? I know my sheep. My sheep know me. I talk to them. They talk to me. They recognize my voice. I recognize theirs. There's one way they enter the gate. It's only got one, one way out. He says, I know my kids. And though my kids sometimes appear to be hooked up to the water source, and it looks like that pot should be as green as the next pot over, this pot right here, something wrong. And here's what has to happen sometimes. God has to come out and dump a little water on you, maybe hook you up, but he wants you to be self-feeders. He wants you to be fed so you can be luscious. You see, I don't know where you're at, <laughs> but you're probably a little taxed and tired if you especially have anything to do with public school. All right? And as you head into the summer and you go, oh, man, no schedule, get up when you want to, do what you want, light outside till 10, great. That's all good, and everything about that's beautiful. But I'm going to tell you one of the most biggest casualties of summer is our relationships with the Lord. We don't pour into it like we need to. And so before summer ever jumps in, at the unofficial beginning of summer Memorial Day weekend, will you please make sure your pots are connected to the hose so the emitter can water you and make you lush? Because if not, you could look like you uh, are good driving by. But oh, too late after that, you may turn brown because you really were not ever connected to that hose and that hose was not feeding you. You got to stay connected to the hose. Adam and Eve were in the garden. They heard God coming and they hid in the trees. Don't hide in your own schedule. Don't hide in your business. Don't hide in your life. Come out of there. Sit with the Father because the greatest thing that happened in this story is that they met with the Father and they met and met in the presence of the Lord. The greatest thing that you can experience is the presence of the Lord. And so if you need to get up on the cool today to meet with the Lord, then do that. If you need to drive to work and you have a long drive and you normally have the radio on, but you say, you know what? This is the best time I got right here. I'm going to turn the radio off because it's a bunch of chatter and I'm going to listen to my father. You'll be richer because of it if you'll do it. So somehow this summer, in the midst of no schedule and kind of crazy and a little bit loose and all this stuff, I can promise you there is a time of the day before anybody ever stirs that you can sit with the Father and it is the cool of the day. Go there and you will be rich. You'll be rich. You're, you, will be, you will be like Eden, man. You're, you're, that pot will just be flush and it'll look good. So I encourage you, church, as I encourage myself as I study, don't take summer break from sitting with the Lord. All right. As we move to a time of invitation, I'm going to invite the worship team to come on up. If you're on the uh, altar team today, I want to ask you to come at this time. Invitation's pretty simple. Message pretty simple. As you think about where you are, your location, your position, has it been a while since you heard God? Or you feel like you're drained and tired? 
Have you haven't sat there for a while? Is your field not lush? Do you need that still water? Do you need your soul restored? There's one answer. It's the presence of the Lord. Let's pray. If you need to get there, get there. If you need to come to the altar, want somebody to pray with you, you need to come, come. If you're looking for a church home, I invite you to come. It's a great church. But I'm going to pray for you. And I want you to only sit with this. How long has it been since I've been in the presence of the Lord and heard God? Heard God. Let me pray for you. Father, this morning, God, thank you for what that little story teaches us about us. God, may we, when we hear your voice, when you speak to us, may we not hide and run, freak out. May we not go to the trees. May we go to you. God, may we enjoy the presence of the Lord as you fill us up, fill us up, fill us up. And we may be here today and we, we, we have good pots and we're great plant. It looks like we have an emitter right to us and waters us, but but it might be cut off and we don't even know it or we know it and we're not even doing anything about it. God, I pray you connect that back today. Nourish us. Make us healthy and strong. Fill us up. God, may we fall in love with the presence of the Lord and may we meet you in the cool today. God, I thank you for this church. I pray your blessings over this invitation time. As this ministry time takes place, I pray, Father, if people need prayer, that they would come this morning. God, we love you. We worship you. We stand and worship you now. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the Church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.